two blue whales in a bar. First whale turns to the second whale and he says, The other one says, I don't get it. So how's it going? It's been like a little over a month now. It's been like five weeks almost. It has, in fact. Yeah. But they don't know. We're like a late night television show. They don't They don't know. Like we record this at four <laughs> in the afternoon, you know? Right, exactly. Every single day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have like 400 episodes to go. That's right. That's right. Exactly. We just re- release them sporadically because we're using WordPress. <laughs> right. There you go. Although like we're it. not we're not actually using WordPress, but that's okay. Interesting. So yeah. uh, it's been like uh, like you just said five weeks since I've had to set up again. So I'm like watching <laughs> watching Adobe Audition and then watching levels on uh, the microphone. Uh, Oh, sure. Yeah. Input. I'm watching it move with you, and I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> that's funny. But the Zoom is my uh, audio card, effectively, so I think that's why it's picking you up. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So, so will I be on the recorded track now? Have you, you just l- kind of switched things around? I wasn't last time. No, you weren't last time, so. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think it did it last time. It's just like I said, it's been too long. Yeah, yeah. I, effectively, Evernote is my brain, and so since I never typed it out, <laughs> didn't hear Paul last episode, I have no idea if it's working. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did you hook up the uh, ye oldie soundboard this time, too? I don't know. That didn't work out that fabulously, did it? No, I... Uh, it was kind of funny because I I kept everything in there because you sent me the track with all the sound. So I kept it in there. And some of them, it sounded like I was reacting to the sound when I was laughing. <laughs> and then in other ones, it like you could just tell I, that I had no idea, except for me actually saying. Guest appearance Sorry. by Teeny. <laughs> Whoa. I see a shoulder. Yes. that's the cameo i want to have in movies there you go did i ever tell you that's like my dream is uh i don't want to be like bruce willis or uh antonio banderas Uh, (laughs) antonio banderas i sort of wanted to have like an old school studio contract you know like i work for sony or something and i've always wanted to be like that guy in the movies so, like, I know Avengers isn't, like, a Sony movie, but say, like, Tony Stark is as a restaurant, and I come up and I say, <laughs> will that be all, sir? Like, I just want one line, and I want the same part in every movie until, like, I'm some sort of, like, internet mem. Like, it's the waiter guy. <laughs> it's that it's like guy. like, every movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> will that be that all, sir? That would be sir? good. And then I'll go on late night talk shows, and they'll be like, say it, say it. <laughs> right. And you'd be like, no, no, I'm not going to. Will that be all, sir? <laughs> and the crowd will go wild. When, and my career, when my career crash and burns, then like the article in Variety will be like six months later. It'll say, like, he went from, will that be all, sir, to you want fries with that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> 
And that was all, sir. <laughs> I like nice. that we're both wearing headphones, too. So the guest appearance by Teeny is she's just like, wow, Paul just sits here and la- randomly laughs at himself. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> He's staring at this guy on the screen and laughing. I'm not really sure what's funny. <laughs> yeah. Maybe his T-shirt is clever and I just haven't seen it yet. Maybe. <laughs> You, it's funny you should bring that up because I thought I was being like every like, well, that's not cool then if everyone does it, is it? But I thought I was being like every uh, cool like host of television and radio and whatnot and wearing like a funny t-shirt every episode we've done so far, but then you never see them. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Unless there's, unless I take like a screen cap and throw it in. And even then... <laughs> Uh, even if I took a screen cap right now, like all I can tell is you're wearing what looks like a black t-shirt and that's about it. There's right. something white that is barely starting to peek over the edge of the bottom of the camera there occasionally. Every, every episode I've been wearing my, um, Venture Brothers t-shirts cause I joined the t-shirt <laughs> club this year. So I got nice. a free t-shirt for every episode. Um, that was pretty sweet. But today I behold... Commodore. There you go. Nice. <laughs> yes. I got to represent. There you go. Yeah. We should do like a, uh, if the t-shirts are on Amazon somewhere, we should do like an affiliate link to buy Chris's t-shirt that he was wearing <laughs> nice. on the episode. And never mention the t-shirts. I like it. <laughs> right. Exactly. At the end, buy the t-shirt. <laughs> Here's the t-shirt for this episode. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like it. Yeah, we've got to monetize this thing somehow. I mean, we've got a gravy train. We just haven't, like, opened the tap on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> assuming, I'm assuming gravy trains come with taps. I've never seen an actual gravy train. I've seen coal trains before, um, and uh, their jazz is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves coal trains. That's right. So, <laughs> actually, speaking of the format of the show, I thought we should probably uh, change it entirely because, uh, like, I take all my inspiration from um, car talk. So, okay. I think we should just uh, talk about cars because, get this, those guys, right, they get to, like, like companies just send them cars to test out and review. So, we could get, like, free oh, automobiles yeah. if we change our format. There you go. There you go. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yes. Are you listening, Hyundai? <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. So I uh, I currently drive two uh, GM vehicles, and I would be willing to stay in the GM, v- GM family if I never had to pay for another GM car. <laughs> And I'm currently walking, so, I mean, I just think that's the way to go, unless you can convince me otherwise. You're right, exactly. Bentley. Bent. <laughs> You're right, this is better than walking. <laughs> Something about the cowhide. It feels better when I'm sitting in it rather than walking on it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that I think that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We'll have to come. We'll have to come back next uh, two weeks from now with a uh, with car reviews. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Of some kind. And until of and, cars we didn't actually drive because <laughs> they didn't give them to us. I was going to say, or because my moral compass is a little more corrupt, I'll just steal cars and review them. <laughs> You're like asking me questions. I'm like, well, I didn't get to test the radio per se because I had to get out of that car because the owner was coming. But <laughs> I like these like we should do like, uh, you know, Skype is mobile. I'll just hook the microphone up to my phone and we'll just do mobile like reviews of cars. Okay, I got to go. The owner's here. <laughs> right, right. You get to hear like this is punches. the longest review yet. <laughs> we yeah. got we got three miles down the street. <laughs> One thing I have to say for the new Chevy Malibu is that it's very difficult to hotwire, so it's going <laughs> to have a great anti-theft system. Right. Yeah. OnStar found me, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> the wretched OnStar. That's right. Uh, I am actually I am actually a paying OnStar subscriber right now on the Equinox, and every month I see the bill and I'm like, ah, do it? Did I really use it? And every month I'm like, well, I use that app that starts my car sometimes. <laughs> Is that tied in with OnStar? Then is it like yeah. bundled? Bundled? Yeah, that's part of. Yeah, you can't use that app unless you pay for OnStar. Nice. Because like that's that's how it it uses OnStar's whatever radio system, which um, not to get too under the hood of OnStar, but really is like a two G cell network. Basically, I think it runs over like Sprint or Verizon or something like that. Some kind of contract that they have with them. So, which is why every OnStar car also has a phone number, and you can use it to make calls if you want to. Like you don't. If you forgot your cell phone, you could use the car as your phone for a little while. How do you lift it to your head? <laughs> Sorry, that was... <laughs> you think those phablets are crazy. <laughs> Dude, just listen. I, I have to make this call quick because I'm holding my car. It's very heavy. <laughs> right. Precisely. <laughs> I really wish I had gone with a compact SUV. <laughs> Boy. Why is the OnStar beeping? Don't answer it. It's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh... <laughs> oh, we should do OnStar commercials. I like it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Get outdated uh, directions to IHOP. OnStar. <laughs> Speaking of my uh, corrupt, uh, decrepit, rusty, old moral compass, uh, <laughs> I, I just I wanted to clarify that uh, I speak for myself um, and not Paul, who has like a um, basically uh, a real high tech GPS system for his moral. Uh, morality so i just wanted right, to, right. to mention that we discussed uh last episode of getting red shirts and somehow i've acquired it nice <laughs> and i've started reading it and, okay uh, good yes i thought about uh you know 
passing it along. But I don't, I really, I look at you and I say, that guy likes books. He's not a device reader. <laughs> as much as you like gadgets, I don't think you like reading on them. I don't know why that is. Really? Really? Uh, you know, the- so I have um, tons and tons of paperback books. This is true. Um, I have not bought a new one in two years, maybe three years, and I've mostly been buying stuff through the Kindle app. Oh. Because I'm trying to, uh, well, not through the Kindle app because Apple won't let them do that, I guess, but (laughs) on Amazon, and then it gets wirelessly delivered to my Kindle app. So I don't have a Kindle, but I'm I'm in that ecosystem because I feel like um, unless Apple does something crazy with iBooks, it's not really, I don't feel like iBooks is going to necessarily be there all that long. I don't know why that is. Like they've done fine with the iTunes store. Um, I just don't get the sense that iBooks is like a really big thing for them. And Apple over time tends to put bullets in the heads of things that aren't big for them. I'm kind of waiting for them to be like, and here's the new Apple TV. Uh, it doesn't exist. Bye. So, yeah, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually um, thinking of getting a Chromecast for everyone for Christmas, but since they're not listening, really? it's okay. Just, I mean, it's so <laughs> cheap. Like yeah. how could you go wrong? You know, just right. to try it. Right. It is really interesting that I've read some things on Chromecast that, uh, you know, it doesn't work with your remote. I bet it works with your remote, but, uh, you know, you have to use a computer or your phone or your tablet to control it, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, I find that sort of clunky with Netflix right now. So Right. Sure. Um, but, you know, whatever. I, I'm just, I'm also curious about how the Chromecast works because it's so tiny too. So, I mean, is it basically like AirPlay, so you're sort of like streaming from that particular device to your TV? Because I think I might rather have a hardwire connection of some kind. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been using... Um uh, I've been using Mavericks, which has better support for Air AirPlay in it. Um, you can do the extend, extend your desktop thing. And I don't... I don't know if I just didn't notice it before or if I consciously ignored it before or what, but the the delay between when you're like moving moving a window around and when you actually see it move around on an AirPlay device, I'm sure it's the kind of thing that depends on whatever network you're using too, but the delay is just so much that it's like, okay, I couldn't really use like an AirPlay TV as truly a second monitor if I was doing real work. In a meeting setting where I'm trying to show 10 people this other web page, it's fine. But if I was, like, editing code on one page and trying to keep the browser refreshed on the other on the other screen, like, the delay in AirPlay would just drive me bonkers. Um, and I suspect that the Chromecast is going to be, you know, a similar experience where you're sending something to it and, you know, it's probably... I'm sure it's got great integration with Android, and I know that they've done some um, iOS integration with the Google apps as well, but um, I don't feel like, you know, sending it a computer display or something like that is going gonna, is gonna to be a wonderful experience, unless you're just trying to, you know, share something with a couple other people who are in the room for a short-term kind of thing. Yeah. I, uh... 
backtracking a bit when I mentioned uh, the red shirts and the Kindle I have. <laughs> Actually, it's a blog post that I have yet written, but it's here in my notes <laughs> somewhere. But one of my biggest beasts right now uh, with Apple and Amazon and all these guys with their branding is like they they love branding things, but like to get name recognition, we don't change the name. So, I mean, <laughs> you're living in a nice world where... They call it the iPad or the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 5S. But as far as the yeah. iPad goes, there's the iPad mini and the iPad. But which generation do you have, you know? Yeah, right. And the same with the Kindle. Like, I have the Kindle Touch, but then there's the new Kindle Touch and there's the Kindle Paper. And da, da, da. You like, I, the whole, like, let's keep the same name so we can establish a brand drives me crazy yeah. when it comes to upgrades right. and stuff like that. But I was just going to mention, I uh, for my Kindle, um, I actually purchased that before moving here so that I had something to read on the plane every time <laughs> I came to visit my soon-to-be wife. And, uh, sure. And I, like you, I just uh, I bought into the Amazon um, environment just because I thought it was uh, very interesting. You know, you've got storage at Amazon for as many books as you want and... You can send them to your device. And if you were crazy enough to get like one of the 3G ones, like you just have 3G, like you get it through Amazon, at least in the early days. So it was just like, boom, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was pretty sweet, even though I didn't get the 3G one. But but then uh, because of my uh, compass, as it were, (laughs) I actually, I got curious no, it wasn't because I'm a horrible, horrible pirate of a person. It's because I got curious <laughs> reading of all the things that a Kindle could do. Like, I've bought this device. Now what can it do? It can read PDFs. It can read all these sorts of things. And I was like, well, that's good. But how do I get that onto my Kindle? And like you mentioned, you sometimes you can get a little email address and Kindle then just says, I'm going to send that to this email address and your device will get it through magic. Right, yeah. Um, but I found this great app. It's open source, I believe, and it's I believe it's available for um, PC, Mac, and possibly Linux, but I could be stretching it on that one, but it's called Caliber. Yeah, and I've heard of that. It is awesome, and whoever develop it, develops it is like on top of it, or I don't <laughs> load it with books a lot, but I mean, every time I load up Caliber, it's like, oh, there's a new version. I'm like, no, I, uh, okay. <laughs> but i mean it's so slick it just works like it just recognizes my kindle and i can send it to device and it's it's um got a bunch of functionality that uh you may not need but could come in handy like uh say if you got yourself a ebook and you needed to convert it to a format that the kindle like like amazon's dot moby or whatever sure yeah It, it converts formats um you can read the book or preview it in the application, so it works like the Kindle app uh, on the Mac or the PC. Um, and even one time I did convert a book, uh, actually, from Corey Doctorow of uh, boingboing.net. Um, I like a lot of his books, and his books are always free. And so I downloaded one that, for whatever reason, he didn't have a .mobi. He had a .ebook, so I downloaded it. I converted it through the application, loaded it to my Kindle, started reading it, and for whatever reason in the code, 
um, something got messed up. So instead of line breaks in between paragraphs, it said like the name of the book by Cory Doctorow, like in every line break. (laughs) (laughs) So I went back into the application, previewed the book. I said, find these things and I deleted them all and boom, I had the book again. It's, I mean, it's a great little app for free open source. It's amazing if you have a Kindle. Nice. Cool. So yeah. I just thought I should mention that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've had, um, going back to the whole iPad, iPhone naming thing, like the iPhone is one where they have like consistently given it a new name. And then with the iPad, they did like iPad 2. And then I think the next one, they just called it the new iPad. Yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, and then they revved it like, six months later after the phone and that was they never called it the ipad 4 but it was like the ipad fourth generation like you said like nobody nobody really realizes this the new one comes out and and um (coughs) still fighting that cold a little bit for whatever reason but um so i had i had somebody ask me somebody who you know is a normal person and doesn't follow this stuff as closely as I do. Um, like, are they, ever, are they going to come out with an iPad three? It seems like the iPad two has been out forever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they've, uh, they've actually come out with two models and there's a new one coming out. And this year they actually did decide to finally change the name and call it the iPad air. Um, which, um, I have one and it is very light and it's very nice, but it's, um, you know, it's not, Aside from the fact that it's light, it's probably no different than the one, you know, than the generation before it. Um, and it's really only different from the iPad 2 in that it has the Retina display and it is that much lighter than the iPad 2 even. Um, but beyond that, you know, it's going to run iOS 7 faster than the iPad 2. But that's that's really the only difference. Hmm. So I think they're they're kind of hitting a point where it's like, um, they could change the name and that might really be kind of the only thing that they can change for the foreseeable future. I'm sure they could probably put a little bit better of a camera in it. It's still kind of a hobbled, not great camera. Um, but then again, I'm not sure if Apple really wants to see a bunch of people holding up their gigantic tablets to take pictures. Um, cause that, that looks a little silly. Yes. But, I mean, from Apple's point of view, it does look silly. And it's weird because Apple has sort of a grace about their design and usage and sort of you have this sort of unspoken whatever. (laughs) But then also I have to think like a horrible like marketing person and say if someone is holding up their iPad taking a picture, they're seeing – they're holding up a big billboard that says Apple on it. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Except it says it sideways because they're holding it in landscape instead of portrait. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the apple tipped over on its side. (laughs) Accident. (laughs) Wow, that needs to be like a logo for another company. That would be funny. Yeah, there you go. Until Apple Kind of like how um, uh, it used to be like in the pre-Steve Jobs return days, they they made like power books where the apple would face you when you had the laptop closed. But then as soon as you opened it, the, the Apple was upside down. And 
I I want to say like the very first revision after he came back. I could be totally wrong about that, but it seems like the very first revision after he came back to Apple, he had him turn turn it around so that uh, you flip the lid and anybody sees you using it sees the Apple right side up. Makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But instead of my usual like angry diatribe against Apple, I was gonna. <laughs> I think I have it somewhere in my. Um, show notes for the last like three or four weeks <laughs> i was gonna talk about how uh google does evil now oh yeah. yeah i just i read an interesting thing at now a number of weeks ago it'll be fun to try to find again but uh someone i think on cupcake posted it um how google is silently sort of like uh what do i want to say they're sort of quietly, that's better, quietly changing their applications in Android. And the new versions are not open source. Yeah. yeah. So they're just sort of like, oh, here's the new version of Gmail. Oh, this version's not open source. Oops. Right. Um, yeah. I think, I think from what I was reading in the article, the idea is that... Uh, Android is open source, so now HTC or Samsung can put their horrible um, own little HTC Sense or Samsung TouchWiz on top of Android so that you have this interface because it's open source. So um, now that Android has all these uh, manufacturers coming to them to use Android, um, the platform is really a platform for Google, so... Let's not have open source like Gmail and Maps and things like that. Let's close those down, and now we can license them to these companies because these companies that are doing Android now have a customer base who want Android because of all the awesome Googleness. Right, right. So that's the speculation or the truth behind uh, these new closed apps. I think it's kind of interesting. Kind of yeah. uh, too bad, really, but. Yeah, there was a um there was an article, I think it was um this summer about how um Android especially in the in the more recent versions, but even as even as far back as like 2.1 and 2.2 had st- <coughs> jeez, had started um kind of taking not really taking core components out of the operating system, but taking like basically making this giant um giant app called play services or something along those lines and um it's sort of the closed interface into all of the google api like fanciness and all of the good stuff and the (coughs) the advantage of it is that um uh they can up it's set to auto update that play services app so if they want android devices of all different like versions to support some new feature they can just put it as part of play services and even though that's not really like if you disable that app uh, most of your google apps are just going to stop working uh, almost entirely like the play store isn't going to work anymore because you don't it doesn't have permissions to do what it needs to do anymore because Play Services has been turned off. But, um, but yeah, like you say, that's a closed a. It's a closed app, and b. It's a Trojan horse in the sense that if it's if it's enabled, it's also going to keep itself auto updated, and it's going to be pushing Google's stuff into your phone on a you know on a regular basis. 
Yeah. It is uh it's an interesting way to put it. It is a Trojan horse the way that's designed. They they made me mad because uh it was probably earlier probably before the summer actually when they really started hammering Google Now out to people. And yeah. I can't I can't say that it's probably a bad feature. It's just not something I'm interested in. <laughs> when I'm in Michigan, uh, I used to live there, but I could just ask Paul here, like where somewhere nice to eat would be instead of my phone. Sure. So it's just never something that I wanted. And of course, Google wants me to use it. So pretty much anything yeah. I do in Android, like if I swipe down too fast, Google Now starts. If I swipe up, it starts. If I hold the menu button down, it's like, you wanted Google Now, didn't you? <laughs> right. To the point where um, when I updated my ROM once, there's a great, uh, what's it called? I think it's called Aroma. Someone built uh, this uh, installation engine called Aroma. Uh, I'm assuming it's open source. And so then you can sort of a batch install a bunch of things. And so um, when it comes to installing the Google apps, like people will just say, here's the whole package, just grab mail and all these things. And I started grabbing the aroma package and then you can check which ones you want and you don't want. And I said, look, <laughs> I don't want Google now. I'm done. And so I uploaded that to my ROM and started using my ROM. I'm super happy. Until one day I'm like, hey, where's the little microphone so that I can talk instead of like type text? Oh, yeah. It's packaged into the Google Now search feature. So it's yeah. all packaged in yeah. under the search app now. So it's like, oh, if you don't want to search anything, then go ahead and not install that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thanks, Google. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm just going to install Bing on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> Bing. <laughs> I love it. Microsoft Bing. Yes. yes. It's funny. Uh, I remember it was probably a year or more, like quite a long time ago, where some or Google actually figured out that uh, Bing was actually using Google to do searches. I remember <laughs> yeah. it was like a, a little sort of a oops, where Bing was actually going and like uh, crawling Google and then like getting yeah. people results for Bing and then. Was, right. I just thought of it again the other day because my father-in-law was talking about how <clears throat> now I'm getting it. How amazing <laughs> uh Google Translate was cuz he is uh got some he went to visit uh some cousins, distant cousins in France recently, reconnect with uh some old family and so now he's corresponding with them and so now he's using Google Translate to help with his rusty French. And so he's like, it's so amazing. It's like, does it in real time? And he's like, I think yeah. Bing, Bing can do it too, I think. And I started laughing. I was like, I bet it's using Google again. Like, right, exactly. <clears throat> It'll be great when like Google monetizes like Translate. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I want to translate this. And then it's like, uh, that person said... That it is very warm in France right now, and also you should enjoy Google Maps if you plan to go anywhere in France. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You should install Google Maps on your iPhone. It's really better than Apple Maps. <laughs> Kids cheating with uh, Google Translate in their Spanish homework. <laughs> Cindy went to the farm, and she used Google Maps to get there. That's right. That's not in the book. That's not in the text. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Donde esta el advertisement? 
Donde esta? You just made me think of a comedian who was. Remember uh, the years? Maybe you don't. I forget <laughs> that I'm old. Oh, there's my white hair on the screen. Uh, <clears throat> the days where uh, MTV, like everyone says, remember when they played music videos? But before, when they played music videos, they also had like a half hour, or an hour comedy show where a lot of like big comics started on MTV's little comedy, whatever they had, like mixed, whatever. And there was this guy, and he was like really strange. Uh, he wasn't. He was a strange comedian, but he wasn't strange looking. That's where I was getting. Uh, <laughs> and he would come out, and he had some Latin in him. Uh, so he was like talking about how when he grew up, he used to like watch Leave It to Beaver, but it was in um, Spanish. So then he just went into like the entire beginning of Leave It to Beaver, and he's like, "Donde está Beav." <laughs> <laughs> and he did like starring Hugh Beaumont and you know, like all this stuff. It was in Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers. Hey, B. It's like, it's crazy. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> I remember like three of his bits. And so right. one of, one of them is not appropriate for the podcast because it was very visual, <laughs> not perverse or anything dirty. It sure. was just visual. Right. And then the other one that he... I, I don't remember his name. I'm horrible. But I remember all his jokes. Yeah. He was like... <laughs> he's like these two... He just like jumped from one thing to the other. And he's like, there's these two blue whales in a bar. First bale, a whale turns to the second whale. And he says... <laughs> the other one says, I don't get it. <laughs> I was just like that is so random. <laughs> I love this guy, but I don't know your name, so I don't love you that much. <laughs> That's right. What did I, I didn't say? have Evernote then to write it down. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what did I say last time? Uh, last episode, uh, I'm not in love with him. I just would fondle him. No, that's not right. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it yeah. was something horrible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sweet. Oh boy. So you've been sick for all this time. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but the um, the cough seems to start kicking in like right around seven at night. Like I just get like a dry cough way down in my chest, throat, chest area. Um, and it doesn't seem to matter what I do. I can't like, I, I can't like cough anything up. It's just one of those like non-productive, Hey, there's a tickle in your throat kind of coughs. And that has been sticking around, um, for whatever reason. But I've been like, I haven't missed any work for the entire, for the entire thing because during the day I can just like <coughs> pop an Advil cold and sinus and it, you know, it pretty much takes care of the symptoms pretty reliably. But then I get into the evening and I get this, like, just tickle cough that has not gone away in in four weeks now, <laughs> which is really annoying. 
Have you thought about crossing the international dateline? <laughs> <laughs> now the cough is at work time, and you're like, I can't come into work, I'm sick. And then the evenings, <laughs> you're having fun with your children and your wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll just move to like Sri Lanka or something like that. Sri Lanka. Oh, perfect. <laughs> like, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Sri Lanka. Is it even Sri Lanka anymore? I always get confused. Maybe it's Siam that I'm thinking of that like is now a different like Myanmar or some I don't know. Yeah, Myanmar or something different. Yeah, right? Yeah. I you know, I mean, I love their work and their their latest albums that they did for children, They Might Be Giants, is great. <laughs> but I mean, really if they could go back to their core. I mean, we now know that yes. Insta- Istanbul is not Constantinople. So right. if they could figure it out for Sri Lanka and <laughs> Sri Myanmar, Lanka. <laughs> that, that'd be great for us. That would be good. They just need to release a new album of updated geography uh, <laughs> names. <laughs> I like that. We'll have to get started on that for them. We'll just write the music and send it in. Send it in. <laughs> be like, this one's going to need an accordion and a banjo. Uh <laughs> More banjo. That's right. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Uh, Tina has started, has taken it upon herself to start watching Orange is the New Black. And uh, I've caught a couple of episodes of that as it's been on. I'm not sure if you... It seems like that was one of the ones that you had recommended at one point. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I heart, um, I heart it's crazy moments. eyes. Yeah. She's, she's fun. <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's funny because uh what what is that guy's name uh american pie guy he's like in the mo- in the show yeah 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 i know who you're talking about and it's like jason biggs and it's like jason biggs that's right wow he really can't play any other character but jason biggs all right <laughs> it's like you have this show which is like it's got its comic moments for sure but it's like yeah. semi-serious she's in prison yeah and then the comic moments come when they cut to him and he's like oh i can't make this pie oh no she's not here to help me <laughs> like it's just like okay yes and he once again has an embarrassing like an embarrassing family relationships with his parents and yeah and all of that so it's exactly the same thing yeah that's funny at one point, I think they even do sort of a nod to it. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I think at some point, like, I think he might be talking to, like, her brother and, like, uh, uh, male pleasure comes up in some kind of weird content. And, yeah, he says something about, <laughs> like, it's not like I'd use a pie or anything or something. You know, it's yeah. just, I was like, right. okay, I guess if you can do that, you're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're making fun of it, so it's not the same. Yeah. I now I can't remember what movie it was. I enjoyed it, but it was uh it had him in it and he was in the lead role again and um he was a he and his friend in the movie were big into uh impersonating or doing Neil Diamond covers. <laughs> okay. Which was pretty good. But I can't remember the rest of it. Oh, well, it'll come back to me someday. Or maybe I'll just check out IMDb and <laughs> look through his <laughs> filmography until I find it. Nice. No cheating. Yeah. 
That's pretty funny. Recommended enough. (laughs) (laughs) One thumb up. (laughs) The show notes will just say, that Jason Biggs movie. Find it your damn self. (laughs) That's right. The one that's not doesn't start with American Pie in the title. (laughs) 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 That's terrible. I'm sorry, Jason Biggs. I know you listen every, you know, two to five weeks, depending on the frequency with which we release. So I, uh, (laughs) I I totally didn't uh, think about covering this. It's not in my show notes. How dare I go off the script that we tightly keep? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the other day, while having lunch or something, uh, uh, after a hard day of looking for work, I watched um, <laughs> this uh, movie documentary on Netflix called Heckler. And I'm thinking, awesome, because you like, watch YouTubes <laughs> and you see like Jamie Carr and these like comedians rip into hecklers and you're just like dying. But no, this movie is produced by Jamie Kennedy. Okay. Uh, what's that like? Something Miami's Most Wanted, and he did some other funny movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, he is talking to other comedians. He does have like a lot of cool comedians in there, and they talk about hecklers. And eventually, it starts to feel sort of like, uh, like a sort of a revenge of his, like, cause he ends up going to talk to critics who've seen his movies and gave him bad reviews and says, you know, that, that really hurts <laughs> cause they say some really scathing things and they get into like, cause they move from hecklers to critics and, you know, so then there's comedians like, uh, um, Lewis Black is like, you know, where, what credentials do these like critics have? Like, you know, did they go to school for this? Like what's going on? Right. <laughs> it's, interesting but um in the end it just feels like i mean when there are some comedians out there that are like bill cosby who can maybe seinfeld maybe they can do it but most humor is sort of deprecated (laughs) i mean they do talk badly about other people so it's like you can dish it out but you can't take it like yeah. That's yeah. basically what Jenny, Jamie Kennedy's dad says in the documentary. It's <laughs> like, come on, you can't take it. And I was like, ooh, ouch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just really awkward. And then I don't know that I'd recommend the movie after I, I talk about it that much. <laughs> but uh, it was funny because one of the critics, I didn't even know, but apparently there is uh, The Mask 2. Mm-hmm. And it's starring Jamie Kennedy. And, um, so one of the film reviewers like online said like Jamie Kennedy, really? Like Jamie Kennedy, (laughs) what was Pauly Shore from 1993 busy? (laughs) And I just died. I was telling one of my friends that and he was like, oh man, that sucks if you're Pauly Shore. Like you're that guy now. Right. Yes. People have to compare you to something. And it's usually bad. <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. You made me think of that when you were apologizing. <laughs> There's a. Um, uh, I'll have to. I'll have to dig it up and stick it in the show notes somewhere. But there's a. Um, uh, there's there was an article that I read somewhere about 
I don't know if it really was really like a feud or a spat or whatever, but there was something going on where um, uh, some reviewer insulted um, uh, a Rob Schneider movie, something along those lines. And Rob Schneider, like, put an op-ed in kind of defending, like, and, you know, it was some, it was like Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo 2 or something like that, <laughs> you know? So it's not like... Rob Schneider's coming up and saying, you know, I think I'm going to win the Academy Award for this. He's just saying, look, I'm just trying to make movies that are that, you know, make people laugh and make people happy. It it, it might be dumb. That's your opinion. That's great. But you don't have to attack people personally. And there was something else about um, uh, I'm probably horribly murdering this story. But then um, uh What's his name? The famous critic that just passed away, Ebert, Ebert. Roger Ebert, um, kind of came in to defend the critic a little bit, but also kind of like add levity to the situation or whatever. And uh, and apparently after that, um, Rob Schneider like kind of developed a respect um, for Roger Ebert as well, and you know sent him some uh, <laughs> sent him like some flowers or something when he, uh, when he later on, um, you know, started having his medical issues and, and the note on it said something to the effect of like your least, your least favorite actor in the world. We still are thinking of you. Something along those lines. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so good, but it's pretty good. And, it, and it, I thought it was a good example of, of, you know, I think some, I do think if you're going to work in that industry, you have to have, um, especially as a comedian, you have to have a sense of humility about, you know, who you are, what you do, and what level, you know, what playing field you're at. Because, yeah, not most comedians do not get to be um, Jerry Seinfeld or, uh, or Bill Cosby or even, like, you know, Jim Gaffigan, where... Everybody loves him, and you know, if anything, the deprecation is deprecation at their own expense, and not usually at the expense of others. And and it's you know pretty generally universally recognized good comedy. Um, I think it's that's just you have to you have to have that mindset. Like I've got I've got to put the critics aside and away. And like you said, it's it's really fun to see them rip into a heckler when they're doing stand up and a heckler kind of like pops up. But in terms of like professional criticism where there are words in print somewhere, I think you gotta either decide to just put that away or um you know, or respond to it uh with as much class and dignity as you possibly can. Is it really the only solution to that? Otherwise, you're just going to create more drama, and it's going to turn into a spiral. Oh, totally. Of Miley Cyrus proportions. <laughs> a wrecking ball of. of no. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> right. So yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, um, the gentleman who owns like the comedy store, the big place where people start and develop and everything get big. Um, he had said, you know, one kind of what you just said about comedians and hecklers in, in that context and not critics. And then he said, and of course, when you go out, I mean, a lot of the good comedians have like five or six things like keyed up. So if someone starts to heckle yeah, them, you're right. You're in trouble. 
And, right. <laughs> but Jamie Kennedy had a bunch of clips of people who were not so cool. <laughs> Apparently, there's a, a gentleman who, like, had a guitar, so he plays, like, funny songs or whatever and does his comedy. Sure. And uh, he uh, flipped out. It was, like, in the early 2000s or 90s at someone and went into the audience and hit the person with his guitar. Wow. <laughs> That's not keeping it cool or yeah, no, not <laughs> being at all. the bigger person. So the alien goes back up to the mic and he's like, I'm really sorry about that disruption, everyone. But, you know, he was asking for it. And the whole audience was like, no, no. And he, he didn't deserve <laughs> that. And he's like, okay, show's over. And he stalked off stage. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Even Bill Maher, they had a clip from his uh, HBO show, Real Time with Bill Maher. I don't know where they got the clip, but you know, he was just doing his little thing at the table where they talk about subjects, and they, this guy just kept shouting from the audience, and he just like shouted yeah. back, like, you know what, just be civil about it. My guests don't agree with me, but they're being civil. And that guy kept shouting, and he's like, all right, what the... And he just got up, and he went up into the audience. Bill Maher went to the audience, yeah. and he's like... Where's security? We're getting this guy out of here right now. And like security dragged him away. But I was like, obviously, Bill Maher lost his temper a little bit there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, it does great on you. Yeah. I yeah. think I think when you have this uh, in between to the media, like you can read it in the paper and maybe it can be more scathing because sometimes when we write things, they're a little more concise than when we talk, or at least for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um so, but I, then you also have that sort of media in between you, like okay, it's in this paper. It wasn't like a face to face, like yeah, so right. I think maybe that's the difference with hecklers. Yeah, and it's uh, I can only imagine how tough it is because it's one of those like nobody nobody shows up at my work and like heckles the code that I write. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned that you know, like where else you do know. you do that? You know, yeah. It's crazy. You used a case statement instead of an if else. What an idiot. <laughs> uh. <laughs> nice way to redeclare a variable, jackass. So, anyway, let's get back to being critical <laughs> about TV shows and movies. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Agents of Shield, what's going on with that? You know they uh <laughs> I, why do I even talk about it? Like just shut up, Chris. Uh but they did. There was this like sort of leak, and then it was confirmed that the new Captain America movie, like after the movie, there will be some sort of tie-in with Agents of Shield. And I'm like, oh wow, um, okay. You mean just like the tie-in right now with Avengers? They mentioned every episode. Well, you know what happened in New York, right? So this is technology from New York, right? So <laughs> it's just like, right, exactly. Oh, so yeah. I hope they do something besides New York so they can refer to it and we know which one it is. Right. Yeah. They're either they're either all of the references are either um, uh, New York from Avengers or uh, Extremis from uh, yeah. Iron Man Three. We're just we're just going back and forth between those two things every other episode. Thank goodness for Captain America, so we can refer to something else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's let's hope there's something in you know Thor: The Dark World that they can start you know <laughs> bringing in too. Uh, we found his nail. Um, <laughs> it's not in the comics. We don't have to pay for anybody. Right. We just made up a nail. So yeah. <laughs> When all you have is a hammer, <laughs> you're Thor. <laughs> I mean, everything looks like a nail, and you're Thor. 
I haven't actually... I, I think I would go see that. The first movie I didn't watch, and I didn't watch, and I didn't watch, and it like came to Netflix, and I said, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. <laughs> yeah. I had a problem with like Thor wearing eyeliner, but that's just me. So <laughs> <laughs> then um, the second movie, it kind of snuck up on me. I'm like, I, I guess I'd go see it. I don't know. Yeah, we haven't uh we haven't caught it yet. I just rewatched the first one on Netflix the other the other night and I was like, yeah, this is like it's entertaining enough. It was better than uh Captain America, but then that's just again my opinion. I just <laughs> I really didn't like Captain America. Got into a little bit of yeah. an argument with our, our friend Jonah about it. <laughs> but uh, Really? Yeah, just on <laughs> Facebook or something, but I didn't even yeah. I disliked it so much. Uh, I cleared my head. I don't even remember why I disliked it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, good. But uh, yeah, and then uh, now it's been a number of weeks ago, but I have that in my notes that uh, they finally released a trailer for X Men: uh, Days of Future Past, mm. and it's interesting because we were talking about alternate histories before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you haven't seen that trailer. <laughs> I have seen that trailer. Yes, it looks yeah. it looks interesting. Um, I'm a little bit worried because, like, I mean, everyone's like, "This is so awesome! It's going to tie into the other movies." And I'm like, yeah. "Again, critic, I did not like the other movies a lot." <laughs> this is just an excuse for me to say that again. I think. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just I never the other movies. Um, actually, uh, the plots were decent enough, but I just. The whole, like, star thing, like, casting stars as the characters kind of bothered me. Just because um, I just thought, like, most of the stunt stuff was, like, atrocious, like, poorly rehearsed or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, my biggest beef, I've probably even bored you with it before, like, Halle Berry is Storm, like, flying up an elevator shaft or something like that. She looks like, (laughs) she's, like, perfectly still because she's probably sitting on something. It bothers me. Right. Watch like a <laughs> kung fu movie shot in like Korea, and you'll see like some people do some crazy wire work. You'll see the yeah, wires too, right. but right. <laughs> and the, but at least you can appreciate the acrobatics. Yeah, exactly. Like they're acrobatic. <laughs> Good point. Like even there's a yeah. spot where like uh, they're what, on the Statue of Liberty, and uh, Wolverine like puts out his claws and goes around like one of the spines of her crown. Yeah. And it's just like, he's perfectly still again. Like it's not, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they could have just sped that footage up and I wouldn't be so angry, but sure. I guess I'm just watched too many Jet Li movies. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that. I, I, I liked the first, um, the first one well enough. And then the, the second one, was not all that great. Um, I did enjoy X-Men First Class, although I thought it had pieces that could have been dropped just for time. Like, there were a lot of pieces that were, this feels like it's going too long, and I do not need this segment of the story. And when I was done with the movie, it was like, okay, they didn't touch that thing that was, like, there's, there's at least 30-second chunks in probably seven different parts of that movie that could have been dropped and it would feel a lot faster, even though not that much of that movie would be on the cutting room floor. I actually enjoyed that. I I remember liking it a lot. I mean, maybe it's Mm -hmm. because it has bacon in it, but 
<laughs> but I, I did enjoy it. He does a good one. job, too. It was a good film. Yeah. It was entertaining. But I think there's a lot of movies, and <clears throat> I think I've discussed it I've discussed it before, but uh, I, I keep wondering, like, if my time in movies is done, like, because I feel like there's a lot of movies out right now, like, that the pacing is off, in, and then, like, maybe these aren't, I'm so used to a certain kind of movie that oh yeah it's like a now rhythm, rhythm yeah. that's changed it i don't know yeah it could be what did we just see we just went to the movies and saw something <laughs> it had a <laughs> lasting impact on me um <laughs> lincoln oh no i saw ender's game that's what it was oh okay how was that what did you think I've read the books I mean, actually just recently and um Oh okay. I've got into the books big time and uh there's like one or two that I have left to read because his books are just wild. After a couple I was like, Okay, I should have just stopped at the first one at Ender's game. <laughs> but the uh so then when I watch the movie, you know, it's kind of like Harry Potter. You can't fit the entire book. It's Harry Potter at space, basically. You can't fit right. the entire book into <laughs> the movie. So you have to cut things. So to me the movie felt a little disjointed. And I okay. thought, oh, that's because I've read the books, right? So I'm looking for these scenes and they're gone. But my wife felt the same way. And then I thought, okay, it wasn't just me then. It's just, again, I think it was editing and pacing like something was off. And my wife, had, it's she also says like there's points in the movie where they're like, uh-oh, the alien invasion is coming. We certainly need Ender soon. Like they'll be here in like 28 days. And then... Like, he goes somewhere and he trains, and they're like, you've been here for, like, two months. And we're like, wait, it's at 28 days. You know, it's like she had yeah. problem with, like, time right. in the movie. She didn't know, like, how long he'd been at the school. And so I totally sure. get that. So yeah. the effects were kind of fun. It, it's an all right movie, but, yeah, the pacing was just really off, I think. And Harrison have, Ford uh, is old. <laughs> Harrison Ford is old. Yeah. Yes. I remember thinking this uh, in the Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones movie that we shall not speak its name, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you get to the point where he says, "I'm too old for this," and you're like, "Yep, well, that is true." In that movie, you're like, "Okay, uh, you this movie is supposed to take place like sometime after the other ones," and look at him; he's like breathing hard when someone asks him to pick up a, a glass. <laughs> <laughs> but right. like recently like seeing him in public appearances and in Ender's game he looks like fatigued like even when he's not he's just supposed to be like a general he's not supposed to be handing people cups and he looks fatigued right. he's just supposed to sit in a chair and you're like are you okay do you want a yeah. second before you yell at me so, are you okay I don't know I saw a- I'm sorry I asked you about Star Wars again jeez <laughs> I saw a clip of him uh it was just a real short clip uh, of him with uh, Benjamin Cumberbatch. Uh, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Benjamin Lumberjack. Yes. Uh, on the, uh, what is that British show? It's really hilarious, too. The British talk show. Um, Graham Norton. Yes. It was a clip of Graham Norton and uh, Benedict. They were talking about how he can do impressions. And he does this amazing like Chewbacca impression. And they were like, oh, my gosh, that was really good. And, like, the other guest is Harrison Ford. And 
and uh, they were like, "That was amazing!" And then they like, "Did you think that was good?" And he, Harrison Ford, was like, just sort of like had this flabbergasted look on his face, and like, um, <laughs> one of them, Graham Norton or Benedict, says, "You was it so good? You thought you were right back in the movie again?" And I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" If he wasn't like pushing eight hundred, that would be a funny joke. But I almost think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like so like flabbergasted i'm like does he know where he is <laughs> i like the uh i like the ones with him on uh jimmy kimmel and jimmy kimmel's always trying to reunite with him with chewbacca <laughs> <laughs> nice and he's a he's got some grudge against chewbacca now for some reason is like the you know the gag um it's it's just funny. <laughs> nice. It's it's the funny part of Jimmy Kimmel. Oh yeah, um, there was an announcement recently too, so we have to talk Star Trek. Oh, uh, it's rumored that uh, Joe Cornish will direct Star Trek Three instead of JJ. Ah, okay. The comments, and I'm sorry, I just remembered them, so I didn't write down your name, sir. But uh, the comments on the article I read said, maybe we'll (laughs) actually get to see the bridge this time instead of flair. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Not that anyone said that joke in a while, but uh, yeah. Right. But Joe Cornish, I didn't do my homework. I should have before the show. But uh, the only thing that I know that he's ever done is called Attack the Block. And I caught that movie. It's one of those, like, I can't sleep or I don't want to do anything. And I caught that movie, like, ten minutes in. And so I had no expectations of this film. And that's, like, I think mm-hmm. I was getting at. And it was amazing. It, oh. It's like uh, alien invasion in, like, a uh, British ghetto. I forget what they call them. But uh, <laughs> so projects, I think. Uh, so, like, these aliens, like fall down and basically it's the low budget film so the aliens are just like black fur suits with like teeth but they um they put them under like a black light <laughs> so they okay. look they look really scary there's no eyeballs and so they <laughs> they look like gorillas without eyeballs and like a furry face and like vampire teeth and sure it it was a pretty good film they're like chasing around all these project kids and no one believes them cuz they're project kids and so yeah, right. It was uh, humorous and adventurey, actiony. I guess hmm. is the word I was looking for. So I'm kind of excited. And then I say I didn't do the homework because it, when I read the posting, probably on io9.com, people were like, "Oh, Joe is awesome." And I think he was either part of like a YouTube channel. Sorry if I'm getting this wrong, or some sort of comedy sketch show. So they were posting like little clips that supposedly he had something to do with. But since I don't know him, what he looks like, I was like, "Is that him, or did he produce this?" Or <laughs> so anyway. Interesting. Yeah, I thought, oh, that that could be cool because obviously, uh, I thought that Attack the Block had like a good mix of uh, humor and uh, action. So. Yeah. Yeah, if it's the rumors true, that'll be awesome. Because, you know, J.J. has to work on Star Wars probably, so. Yeah, yeah. He's, because that's coming out in, um, like, Christmas of 2015 or something like that is, I thought, what the most recent thing said. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So he's probably, I imagine he's pretty busy with that. In fact, I think I saw something about 
um, they switched the writers on it as well. So it must be something where like <laughs> there's so much there's so much hunger for Star Wars rumors that uh, they're they're not even at a point where they have like a script finalized. It's sort of like the Indiana Jones four rumors that were out forever <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. So. <laughs> But they have a release date, so <laughs> the clock is the clock is ticking for them to get it going. So I have a an internet friend. Uh, since we're talking movies, someone I met online, uh, actually playing his uh, game, the Pmog or the Nethernet that I met my wife on. Uh, mm. One of the uh, what was he? The CEO or something? Like creator, co-creators of the game. Uh, is Justin Hall. He's kind of a sort of a one of the like internet's first bloggers, I want to say, like sharing okay. his life online. And so he has, he's got a little bit, a few things claim to fame. Anyway, he uh, <laughs> is now got into video. And so he's like interviewing friends of his and just doing videos. He's trying to do one a week. And oh, okay. he interviewed someone, and I'm really bad because I don't know their name. Off the top of my head. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this show. <laughs> I know. There we go. We do that every show, though. Or I do. That's true. I do that, too. Uh, can we get to the part where I name Canadians? I practice. No. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, if you've ever been to the uh, Know Your Mem site, this guy um, that he interviewed was part of that for a number of years. Um, and now he and a friend have started a website to distribute videos online. And so they were talking about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it was really interesting because I'd never heard of it before. You might have. But uh, it's called VHX.TV. And basically, um, they allow you to distribute your film if you're making films online and you don't want to use YouTube or Vimeo because you want to make some money. Um, sure. These days, you know... DVDs are who does that? So right. <laughs> um, so they allow people to kind of like set their own price. I think too. So you can basically host your video like on your site if you make videos, and then um, okay. set a price, and then it's actually you know probably hosted on their service, and they run the store and everything, and it's DRM free because they don't believe in doing that. So and it's all about sharing, but. You know, it's a way for people to get money back on their films, too. So you want to put up your, you know, five-minute, like, funny little Star Wars parody, you can, you know, maybe make three ninety nine a pop on it or something. So I think sure. it's a really good yeah. idea. I mean, it's a great idea because we, I think we talked uh, episode two or three or one about uh, video distribution models, and this might be the way to go in the future, you know, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, online cool. distribution is the way to go, whether they're successful or not. Right, right. Yeah, I waited a long time before I put any of my um, like actual student film stuff up anywhere, and um, I I <clears throat> still chose not to put it on YouTube. I put it on Vimeo just because I felt like with the terms of service, like. I post it on YouTube and Google owns it. Whereas if I post it on Vimeo, Vimeo is kind of explicit in saying, you know, you still own it. If you take it down, it's gone. Um, right. But like you say, it's I'm not making any money off of it being on Vimeo either. It's just kind of like 
potentially exposure and it's a place I can send people to go see it. Um, <coughs> if I, you know, if I want to. Right. Yeah. So. I've never posted anything of mine on YouTube as well. I think, uh, I used to just host it myself on sickdays.com. And mm-hmm. now that I've moved away from that into Tumblr, uh, it is lost in the nether. I think my problem, <laughs> my problem now is that, uh, whenever I, digitize those things i think i thought i was smart back in the day so when it was still in my like final cut project i made myself a couple of large like you know mp4s or dot moves or something like that but nowadays they're not large per se because it was all you know (laughs) tape so yeah so i need to up convert or something i think to make myself feel better right so i haven't done that that sounds like work (laughs) <laughs> if I can even find those projects, I'm sure I have them on a hard drive here that's limping somewhere. Plug it in, it goes. Yeah. Right. Right. And I still have the tapes, stupidly. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have to borrow your broken Canon camera to capture them. Yeah, there you go. You can. It's sitting in a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's sitting around here somewhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll just mail them along with the. I'll mail them to you, and then you can do the painful capture process for me. So, well, there you go. <laughs> it's cheaper to mail those. Tapes. I actually, I actually can't because all I have is Final Cut X. <laughs> <laughs> Final Cut X is going to be like uh, mini DV. Uh, I think you want iMovie 06. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I was going to say you could put them in my <laughs> Dropbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I uh, I debated. Um, I almost hit the button on Dropbox Pro this week, like to actually buy it so that I have a decent amount of space on Dropbox. And then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's this Arc OS thing. Yeah. And maybe I could uh, play with that instead. Because um, I've also been debating getting one of those transporters, like file transporter things, and then it's like, well, now I could stick a hard drive on it and have as much room on, on the cloud as I want. Um, and I looked at all of those things, and I was like, well, ArcOS, um, you know, I'm sure there's like, you know, a donation set up somewhere, and, and at some point I'm going to go and probably contribute to that. But it's really the cost of, you know, whatever hard drive you get, Plus the thirty-five bucks for a Raspberry Pi, and then if you want to do anything fancy to like put your Raspberry Pi in an enclosure or whatever, so uh, so I'm uh, I'm getting a Raspberry Pi, and I'm going to start experimenting with that um, as soon as all that stuff comes. So I'll tell you one of my concerns with uh, ArcOS uh, was that that is the Raspberry Pi, right? So I mean, if I yeah. start using this heavy. Is it? I've never used Raspberry Pi, so is this going to be a sufficient yeah. uh, hardware? And I right. know that uh, Jacob plans to make ArcOS available for other hardware as soon as he gets it fine-tuned for Raspberry Pi. So I was thinking, like you said, thirty-five bucks for Pi. Like, yeah. even if I buy it and use ArcOS for like six months and decide I don't like it, I've got a Raspberry Pi that I can do something else funky with. You know, like sure. Right. So I'm super excited. He does have a funding page set up. I um, just brought it up because you made me curious because I did uh, donate to him. 
And when I donated, I was probably like number 70. And now he's got 430 backers. He's nice. 22 days left and he's ha- almost, he's 45% complete with his goal. Um, All right. But since he set it up on the ArcOS site, we'll put in the show notes. Um, so he set it up similar to a Kickstarter. So uh, if you wanted to, you don't even have to get yourself a case, Paul. He has a level where you can pay $50. You get a sticker, an SD card with ArcOS on it, and a special edition ArcOS Raspberry Pi case. Wow, sweet. So you can be a captain. So you just bring your own pie. Yeah, you can be a captain at $75 and get like a cool t-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got various nice. levels, kind of like a... Uh, yeah, Kickstarter. a typical Kickstarter. So kind of, it's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, I was actually I meant to uh, um, tweet myself out again about this just because hey, twenty two days left and tweeting for a good cause, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm definitely planning on playing with that in the future because it's just like <clears throat> you know the cost. Like you said, even if I even if I end up getting it and I don't like it. The the worst thing that is going to happen is, well, I'll have an extra hard drive lying around that I can use for something else, and I'll have a Raspberry Pi that I can use for something else. So, you know, that would be that would be great. And if it does work, um, it was not that much investment, and I actually own it instead of paying, you know, a subscription to somebody like Dropbox for really not that much space anymore. Yeah, so. I... Um I paid for Dropbox uh, when I moved here because I thought I might be doing a lot more work back with uh, people in Michigan. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need that space. I just got to have it. So I justified it as a business expense, and I just had to pay for it again. And it's not a bad thing, but, uh, yeah, the problem with Dropbox for me is it's just like any other hard drive. Like I tend to put things in there and forget about them. So then yeah. you know, now you've yep. got to get more space or go through it and when you're working with clients you're like okay this file is like three months old but as soon as i delete it you know they're, they're gonna, gonna email me and be like hey <laughs> right, I thought that exactly. was always there. so yeah. yeah so i'm a little bit uh worried about that speaking of dropbox uh, i have in my notes <laughs> oh, i have in my notes uh have you ever heard of frenzy <clears throat> frenzy i have not heard of i uh, i actually uh i totally what do you want to say? I was going to say Bogart. I don't even know where that word gets in my brain. I totally <laughs> Bogarted this. I totally stole it from the Life Hacker podcast, but uh, that was three weeks ago now. Uh, yeah. We're not competing with them. That's right. But uh, they, they were talking about... Please buy us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, were talking about Frenzy, and it's apparently this uh, social network sort of app. Uh, that you can install and it uses Dropbox. So think of it like I am basically, but it's supposedly the basic concept of Frenzy is now you have like uh, your own personal social network. So you're kind of getting your own data Mm. back because it saves in your Dropbox. So if you and I are friends and we're both using Dropbox and Frenzy, like I can say, hey, Paul, check out this video into Frenzy, and it puts it into the Dropbox file that I'm assuming we're sharing somehow. Hmm. And then you get to see it, and then your answers. So 
it's kind of like back to the old days of like say like a private forum or uh, yeah, i'm sure right. like what you and the rest of the coders use at the office uh the old school uh old school irc irc so it's kind of like your own private channel to share things on with whoever friends yeah. you choose so i thought it was kind of neat but we're totally into this like sharing world these days where if i'm gonna post something i'm post it for everyone but right <laughs> i don't know i thought it would be kind of cool you know if you had like a select group of friends or like the guys in the office but and again it's uh i think the other benefit too is you don't always have to be online right so sure it'll yeah. just be in the little drop box and you can see responses but i thought it was an interesting idea for an app especially i kind of wondering because we are so like uh immersed in social networks like at what point does the blowback come and then people start going back to these older websites where it's just like you're sharing with specific people in a specific group rather yeah. than everyone. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was reading sort of a similar concept. Um, there was a post that um, Dave Weiner has up on um, scripting.com. I think earlier today it was... Uh, and I think he posted it yesterday, but it was still like the top post on his little, you know, thoughts blog that he puts together there. But um, he's been on this thing where he's been releasing um, little apps through his company, um, Small Picture. Um, the The primary app that he ended up coming out with was called Fargo. And the idea behind Fargo is it's an outliner because, of course, it's Dave Weiner and out- outliners are his thing. Um, but he, um, the, the thing with Fargo is that it links with your Dropbox and all your outlines, it saves into your Dropbox and, um, then you can open them up. They, they become OPML files, which is a XML standard and you can use them with other, um, with other tools, like a lot of, a lot of podcast apps. If you, um, if you export your feed list, it exports an OPML file of all of your subscriptions that other podcast readers can then open up so that you could, you know, like sync your subscription list or subscribe to a subscription list, that kind of thing. So, um, it's, it's sort of, he's, he's talking about now this new class of apps where, um, there really isn't the only real server side component of it is the component that gets the file onto your computer. Like Fargo in and of itself is almost entirely a JavaScript app. Once the, once you've loaded it into your browser, none of the components of it are actually running on their server anymore. It's just integrating with Dropbox and like saving stuff directly to and from Dropbox. So everything that's in there is stuff that you own. Um, and on top of it, I think he's open sourced at least a number of components of it, if not the entire Fargo itself. So you could really easily run the entire thing offline if you wanted to. And it's the it's the kind of thing where um, there is kind of a new Amazon's doing something similar with um, uh, with I think S three or AWS where. There's a there's a true JavaScript API, so you no longer need a a server to kind of send your requests to, and that server talks to S3 and back again. You can let JavaScript. You could write an app where um, the server really doesn't do anything except serve the JavaScript to the browser, and once the JavaScript is in the browser, it can talk to S3 all on its own, 
and I as you know Joe Schmo, assuming that I could navigate the set up a bucket on S3 process, <laughs> which is a little cumbersome, admittedly. Um, but if you you know if you streamlined that, you could have this cloud that um, I was about to say you own. You don't really own it, but at least from Am- from Amazon's purposes. Um, with S3, you do actually own the stuff that's in it, even if you don't necessarily own the hardware that it's running on. Um, and the app itself, you're not dependent on some other third party to keep that thing running. It's like just you and S3 at that point. So um, <clears throat> it's just you and Amazon or you and Dropbox. Yeah, whatever. I like that. So. It's like I wanted a T-shirt of like me and S3 holding hands. <laughs> me and S3 maybe like we can make a little song like my buddy but it's my S3 <laughs> my S3 and me <laughs> my storage my storage my cloud my cloud nice now you're riffing <laughs> wherever you go it's accessible on iOS and Android it doesn't work. You just oh, reminded me, okay. like, uh, I saw an article and I skipped over <laughs> it about uh, someone was talking about how you how to use, like, Glacier effectively as, like, a backup of some kind. Oh, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I've always been kind of interested in Glacier, but uh, they were, they had, like, a real-world application rather than just backups. So I should find that and read it. Hmm. <laughs> That's really the only thing that I have uh, heard people potentially you know as a use for glacier is is just like oh I'll stick my backups there and then hope i never need right because it. it takes forever to get them <laughs> back yeah glacier speeds yeah right yeah but i thought it was um some other way to use it daily and i was like what how could you do that <laughs> you can store emails from your wife mother on glacier I was going to read it, but I haven't downloaded yet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's a use for Glacier. There you go. They stuck it on a tape in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Glacier. Top men are going to find it. Top men. <laughs> that's the new advertising campaign for Glacier. Yeah, it's got that Glacier name. We could market it that way. But I say we use the warehouse from Indiana Jones. <laughs> this is where your stuff is kept. We don't know where it is, but it could be next to the Holy Grail. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> the swastika we painted on the outside of the box slowly burned. It was weird. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we went full circle back to Amazon. <laughs> yep. I was going to say something about them, too, when we were talking about them. And then I was like, what a perfect opportunity for me to say that now. Oh, there we go. It's in my brain. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. Oh, you were talking about um, your dislike for iBooks and how uh, you thought Amazon was the way to go. And you made me think of a website that I stumbled on. Probably someone from Cupcake posted it, but uh, it's called... It's easy words. Oh, one thing org, And so they, it's just sort of like some sort of sharing thing. I don't know if you've seen it before or not, but where people just sort of share apps. And I think like from the name, the concept is like apps that do one thing. Well, not that 
I mean, Amazon sure. does book yeah. well, do, does books well, but they uh, do other things as well that might not be a good example. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, I'll have to post that in show notes because I went through it and found a couple of interesting apps, but a lot of it was. Uh, um, I assumed like I would probably, if I kept going, find uh, Pie Crust in there because there's a lot of uh, command line tools <laughs> and stuff in there as well. Oh, okay, sure. I found this uh, <clears throat> application called uh, Tubble Me or something like that. It's basically a play on Tumblr. It's like a application for Tumblr on the Mac. So that you're not actually oh, okay. going to the website because we all have to have applications for things. But but I'm right. interested in it. Uh, <laughs> I do like Tumblr, and I don't have a problem with their interface. But for some reason, and I suppose I should try Safari, but uh, for some reason in Chrome, whenever I click the HTML button when I'm writing something in Tumblr, um, it switches over to HTML, shows me the code, and then when I go to copy-paste like code in from like YouTube or something, it doesn't show up. And I click the HTML button in frustration, and now it's on the text side. So there's like something not oh, working huh. all the time in Chrome. And if I like save the draft, yeah. open it again, it works just fine. So I thought, well, maybe I'll try this application, see if that helps. <laughs> but I guess I could have tried Safari. <clears throat> Or Opera, because I do, I do love True. me some Opera, even though it's not installed. <laughs> <laughs> I I have only used Opera on my Nintendo Wii, because that is the browser that you can get for the Nintendo Wii is based on Opera. I have never used it on a computer. I was using it regularly in college, I think, on my Mac. Um Opera, it's insane. It, the, their interface <laughs> yeah. takes some getting used to, but I mean, I was always impressed with the speed. Like back in the day when I had sure. a WordPress site, um, sickdays.com would load so fast in Opera that it would load before the CSS. So it would look all okay. funky. Yeah. And then once the CSS loaded, it would yeah. pop up. And I was like... Flash of unstyled content. I was like, yeah. wow, you go, Opera. So... <laughs> yeah i don't know why i just uh read something about it and wanted to try it but it seems like the newer versions of opera because speed is their king um they've introduced some different uh technologies which is basically like turbo or something they have some stupid brand name but uh i, I think they're yeah. like caching more on your computer so things load faster which all browsers do but they've done something else to make it go faster and i'm like i don't i don't care i don't need it that fast like <laughs> I, caching yeah i guess i'm coming from the days of when i was uh dabbling in flash and caching is bad or back in the day with flash because then it's like why do i need yeah. to know that again well because i updated the flash file that's why you jerk right because it's different yeah Dick. what he said <laughs> so yeah so i haven't played with it too much um i was using it on my android and then they introduced that and i was like what's going on because i think that's the big in their mobile browsers like we can make it go fast by caching i'm like don't yeah yeah 
Well, and on, it seemed like on the mobile browser, too, they're doing something funky where, like, they're proxying all of your traffic through their stuff, and then they're caching it on their server to try to make it faster to the Maybe browser. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm getting and it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that just feels like, it's sort of like, um, did you follow the, this was something that I wanted to talk about, the the thing with LinkedIn, where they... Locked uh, out, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that LinkedIn the uh, iPhone. App. I don't remember what they called it now, the, but the yeah. iPhone thing. Yeah, and it wasn't even an app. It was like, let us, yeah, let us install this mobile profile on your device that um, hijacks your IMAP mail account and sends all your mail through us, so that we can add these funky, crazy headers into it with a bunch of HTML. Like, oh. <laughs> People think people think Gmail is bad because there's ads on the sidebar, and it's like, no, LinkedIn is like literally able to read all of your email. Yeah, by you by proxying, be, and you're just blanket giving them. Not only are you blanket giving them permission to read all of your email, you're giving them um, like pretty low level access into your phone in order to reconfigure its existing mail settings. So. Uh yeah, that's that's not going to be <laughs> that's really not kosher. Yeah, and it was all like you said to add in like so like if I clicked on or if I had an email from you, I could like click on your face and it would show me like your LinkedIn account and like information about you in a pop yeah. up. Like that's all it was for. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, we're also taking all of your email. <laughs> Because we have to know who's right. emailing you. Double check. Oh, we we promise. We promise it's not, um, you know, we're not actually reading or doing anything with it. We just, it's purely so that we can inject this HTML code into your email, which I'm sure has no accidental side effects either on the email itself. So. I love, I love it when like people try to fix email too. I'm like, it's, it, maybe it's day is over, you know, <laughs> maybe we do need to change it. But, but when you tried it, yeah. I mean, that's. Luckily, when I was uh, at the office, I barely ever got dragged into this. But I had some I had some friends <laughs> in video who got stuck doing like um, some video work or some flash work to make you know these animated like emails that people would send you. Ooh. And, and it's like, well, now you've got to hope that they have the right email browser to open this. And yeah. I was like, it always yeah. felt like work that I never wanted to do because I'm like, that's not going to work in every email why even try <laughs> right right and it's oh man that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball of hurt right there because email readers um are often several versions of like the web rendering engines behind like what regular um regular web browsers are so now you're going back to like um using tables for layout <laughs> instead of CSS and like image, you know, one pixel transparent images to space things. And, and it just gets, it gets crazy and stupid. And like you said, um, yes, you could, you could go the de facto route and be like, okay, I'm going to support outlook, uh, and Gmail and hotmail, um, and Yahoo mail maybe. And then, there's still going to be like 50% of people out there who are going to have a different mail client and it's probably not going to look yeah. right. It's, it's ugly. I, I don't like it when people try that. It's a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. My, um, 
my wife is like sort of well at her last school she was like the tech consultant and she had two three hours uh, a week where she did tech stuff for the school and and they made the switch over like their whole entire district um actually switched over to like uh google apps google apps for education um a couple probably years ago three or four years ago and um this summer no last summer they said okay we're done with our email accounts because you all have a gmail account through google apps and so there was this terrible frenzy of like how do i move my mail over from the old system to the new? oh sure yeah and so like she had teachers who were like um you know there are those those of us who are like um, I'm in box like 27. I really try to keep it down to zero. And then there are those people who just never delete an email. Like it's like storage <laughs> for them. Like, Oh, I need that um, document for my kids this week. I'll search my mail. Cause I yeah. never deleted yeah. it. And so they were like freaking out some of those teachers. And then, um, yeah. And then she had one person who, um, was really frustrated with Gmail because she always put like a, a quotation and a cute like signature in Outlook. And so she was like, I don't know how to do that. It's really frustrating. <laughs> I hate it. It's just ugly and boring. And I was just like, I don't think I've ever seen one of those signatures before because I don't use Outlook. I never have. <laughs> you know, it's like, right, exactly. you're like yeah. been out of shape because you can't make the email look pretty. And I'm like, if you've ever sent me an email, I've never seen it. <laughs> think about that for a while. Yeah. I regularly regularly get email from a client that has this like um uh it's kind of a it looks like a capital letter J in it and it's except that it looks like the J has like a bit of a descender to it like it's not quite lined up correctly and I'm like <coughs> Based on the context, I'm like, maybe this is some kind of a weird emoticon where she's trying to show a smiley face. Um, well, I was right and wrong at the <laughs> same time because, as it turned out, it's one of the – it's like a – it's something that in the Windows character set, like the Windows 1252 character right. set or whatever, that's exactly what it is. It is a smiley face in an icon. It's like a – you know, it's like one of those dingbat <laughs> – Dingbat's fonts, um, you know, smiley faces, and and this person this has that as something that they can just insert into their emails. But when I <coughs> I get it using Apple Mail on a Mac, and it's not like it's not a Unicode smiley face; it's a Windows character smiley face. So whatever font I'm displaying her emails in, it comes through as this weird like Latin version of a capital letter J. This is. And I have, there's like three of them in every email. This is like, uh, <laughs> it may not be movie worthy, but it's definitely like TV show plot worthy. You know, like, like we need to find like a Windows character that is like a smiley face. But when it ends up in your email, it looks like someone flipping you the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a client sends that to someone. This is a good plot for a TV show. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, have you... Um, Oh, I'm gonna have to look up the. I'm gonna have to look up what the what the Twitter account is now. I think it's like Seinfeld Today or Modern Seinfeld or something like that. But all it is is um, tweets that are that are supposed to be a plot 
a plausible plot for a Seinfeld episode, but in the modern in the modern day. Oh, like, nice! Like the so Star Trek updated. season eight or whatever. Yes, like the Star Trek season eight one, which is also a great <laughs> <laughs> great account to follow. It's just that that one's just hilarious. The great thing about the Seinfeld one is every I, every one of them that I've seen, I've like, yep, that could exact that would exactly be an episode of Seinfeld if Seinfeld were still on right now. They're. Uh, really really funny oh. but that's that's the kind of thing that it would be like um you know george would type up an email and he would put that character in and then he would never hear from this girl again right <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like what's going on <laughs> i have to get into our computer jerry you know nice. it would be i will have to pull that one up i i definitely will because uh that's always fun stuff yeah, I'm really sad. Like, uh, I I I'm such an old person because all I want to do is complain about things um, <laughs> that I can't have anymore, right? So, but I'm it's still the Twitter API thing. Like, has been over for so long. It, it bothers me that like like Joe user doesn't know anything anymore. They're just like, oh, my app stopped working. I guess I'll use the Twitter app. Well, <laughs> there's a story yeah. behind that. Yeah. But anyway, right. Um. Well, what one of the things that I just got me the other day, and I don't even know how, where was I? Oh, I was at, if you ever get bored, listeners, you three people, um, you can <laughs> go to the, uh, what is it, archive.org for the Internet Archive. Not only do they have, like, really cool stuff, but you can use the Wayback Machine, and I was doing a blog post, which may not be up yet, probably not, actually, <laughs> Uh, I was lamenting the old days of uh, sick days and why I moved away from WordPress to Tumblr. That'll be up soon. Um, but I went to the Wayback Machine on the Internet Archive and I looked for sick days because I was trying to get a time sense thing. And I <laughs> saw in the sidebar old tweets of mine and I was like, wow, that's freaking hilarious. And my wife is like, my <laughs> wife is like next to me working on her mix book or something on her computer. Um, and she was like, what, what are you, what's hilarious? I was like, my tweets from before. And she was like, wow, you're not <laughs> modest or anything. I was like, I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I have many leather bound books. Yes. So, but there used to be this awesome uh, Twitter app and I don't even know why I'm plugging it because like I said, it doesn't work anymore, but it, it was like <laughs> tweets from you in the past. And so it would just like show you a tweet from you like a year ago or just like you would follow it as like, so I named my, um, cause you would name your account. I named my account rerun days instead of sick days. And then, um, it just basically automatically posts like your tweets from last year on that same day. Oh, okay. and so it was just nice to see like where my brain was. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I know what I was working that's, on. That's like the uh, now defunct uh, Everpix feature. How they they would send you uh, flat. They they called it flashbacks, and um, so Everpix was a service where you would upload all of your photos in, kind of for long term storage. Um, it wasn't really. I don't think it was really designed for like sharing the photos with other people. Although you could use it for that, but it was more like just upload your entire photo library, and we'll hang on to it for you. Um, and they are unfortunately shutting down, but one of the features that they had as part of their service was they could send you an email like on a daily or a weekly basis or something like that called a flashback. 
and in that email would be like, here's uh, pictures that were taken on this day at various points in your, you know, in your past. So some of them would be like five years ago, some of them would be, would be last year, but it would be kind of this cool reminder of like where you've been this time of year. Um, That's cool. Other, at other times in your life, yeah. I like that idea. Sweet. Yeah, it was my <coughs> my idea for a Twitter app, um, which I'm still considering building, but I'd have to build it for um, like Cupcake or uh, um, or App.net. Yeah, um, or all three. Why not? <laughs> um, it doesn't work you run on out Twitter. Of tokens just <laughs> right. It doesn't work on Twitter. Once Twitter runs out of tokens, you can just get it somewhere else. Um, but my my thought for it was uh, it was going to be an app called something like Just Thoughts or something like that. And I would throw away any tweets that have um, like an at reply or they start with an at reply um, or even they have another handle in them at all. Um, and any, any that have um, – links or photos attached to them and it would like only it would only show you tweets from people you're following where it's like literally a sentence something that they thought or said on twitter with no <laughs> no additional <laughs> linkage to it which is kind of funny because it's the opposite of the idea of a micro blog which is like let me share this thing i <laughs> you know nope this is just thoughts this is something that came from your brain, and I'm only going to show one on the screen at a time with, like, a fancy background <laughs> or something. <laughs> I like it. Because you, you, yeah. it's just like a quote then. Yeah. Just quotes of your friends, and then you would have the option to, like, retweet them, and that's it. <laughs> that's the entire app. You can't write a tweet in it. <laughs> it's just going to share stuff with you. <laughs> doable yeah i think so 99 cents on the app store <laughs> <laughs> the future app store and the alternate app history store. app store <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember man i'm still stuck on myself because hey me <laughs> <laughs> It was like uh I don't I just I couldn't believe it. I was like laughing in my chair and it's just like a weird thing like, "Oh, I wrote that?" Like I was just laughing reading the tweet and then I was like, "Oh, I wrote that because <laughs> that's my sidebar from like 3 years ago." <laughs> it was something horribly mean to the WNBA, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Not a nice person. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're at an hour 42. Yeah, we did it. Uh, yep, we did it. <laughs> we we did it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> when we were at an hour and a half, I was like, oh, this would be a good time to stop. <laughs> and then I was like, but wait, every time we say that, it gets better. That's right. Exactly. We are like wine. We get better with age. And there's a cork in the top of our heads. 
I'm just going to cut out the first half an hour. Nice. <laughs> then I'll just start it there. Wherever we were at, exactly a half an hour. We still need that like scramble plugin for Adobe Audition where it just scrambles all the audio. Yeah, there you go. So you're like, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, and there's a cork in the top of our heads. <laughs> there's a cork in the top of our heads. <laughs> Ender's Game? <laughs> Stay tuned in episode six where we speak the entire episode in upspeak. <laughs> Why do they keep asking questions? It's a podcast. I know we can't answer. <laughs> episode six, rhetorical questions. <laughs> Why this episode? Why now? That's Sorry. the end of the episode. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what I have for the end of the episode is, I believe it was last episode, um, so long ago in a galaxy far, far away, we discussed <laughs> the fact that I have four friends. <laughs> and those four friends we discussed, I believe, in the last episode. I can remember this clearly. Why? Because it not usually happen. Um, we discussed that those four friends of mine uh help me to press all the crazy keys to get my Mac to start up. <laughs> and so I took a picture of that. That was my brain wave. I I will come up with something better for chirp, I swear. <laughs> Didn't get it cuz you were laughing, huh? That's correct. I did it quickly that time and your phone wasn't there. Right. Mark. There it went. I heard the click that time. There it went. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Yes. From unknown user. Oh, cool. Yeah. Me and my privacy. (laughs) <laughs> awesome and those that again trip.io for the app or the app store to so get it those guys actually retweeted me when i said uh i was using their app on the show oh nice <laughs> or no that they they favored favorited me i was like you should retweet me because then the audience would double Fave if you like, retweet if you hate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are in the modern world. No applause, please. Just retweet. Just retweet. Thank you. Also, contribute to our Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the Kickstarter about... um, uh, (laughs) Or no, it was an Indiegogo campaign to help fund... uh, the uh, awesome video he's going to make for his Kickstarter campaign. Awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. I will link to it. I it's pretty good. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very meta and it was very good. I, I didn't think about you until just now, but uh, somebody there in uh, Grand Rapids, uh, I was talking about uh, Google's new policy of you must have a G plus account to YouTube comment. Yeah. And uh, he sent me, uh, a friend of ours sent me a 
YouTube video. Um, and I've seen this guy before. It's like Gray Bloke or something like that. He's English. And so they, he does this video where he's like a coder from Google and explaining like why they've changed the comments. And so he's doing the, he's not actually on the screen. He's like showing his computer and he's like, yeah, those are the new comments. And, and yeah, I know some of you are mad at us, but I just want to show you what's happening here at Google and why this is going to be really cool. And he's like, this is the app we use to code with at Google. And, and then he's like, and when I scroll down here, there's this giant button on the bottom ruining the video for you that says, I'm feeling lucky in their coding program. <laughs> <laughs> so that explains like all the things you don't like at Google. <laughs> Some, one of the coders pushed the I'm feeling lucky button. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Nice. You're going to go to work and code that button tomorrow, aren't you? I am. I am. I was just thinking of some code that I saw earlier today that looked like somebody had pressed that button. Nice. <laughs> and just mashed it several times. I'm you, just going to keep pressing this until this code works. And crying in the corner. Do you know about the boss key? The boss key. I do know about the existence of boss keys okay. in games. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> I didn't know if that was still a thing or if that was like from the olden days. No. Um I thought I had read something that like it's making uh it's it's making a comeback on websites. Hmm. Oh. Like um so if you're surfing a website and yeah. you're you know, that you don't want like Reddit, for example. I don't know if Reddit actually has one, although that would be a great idea, Reddit. <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah you're you're on a website and you don't want so-and-so to know that you're reading it then you hit the boss key and like you know the home page of the new york times comes up um which then doesn't show you anything because there's a paywall but you know please sponsor our podcast so anyway i'm gonna put a boss key (laughs) on sick days there you go. That takes you to a worse site because that's the kind of horrible person I am. <laughs> that's right. It takes you to the wiki on how to kill your boss. <laughs> You're reading this post about children's books that sound like that sound like porn titles. Hit the boss key to go to children's porn. <laughs> oh no. Ooh, that's not good. Now the NSA is definitely listening. All right. Episode six is a uh, change format again. Now we are <laughs> just going to start out episode six by going, okay, we're at 22 seconds. We should probably wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll definitely get under the, you know, over the air uh, cellular download limit with an episode like that. Nice. <laughs> That'll work perfectly. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Get better. I will. Hopefully next time I won't have as many on-air coughs. Right. uh, Yeah. All right. Or if you're still feeling bad, please feel free to take like NyQuil before the episode. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like, but then Spielberg, he... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. 
I'm really looking forward to that new start. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like trying to find Teeny's number. I really want to be done with a Skype call. It's costing me tons. <laughs> the Canadian Interchange has found a way to charge me for this. <laughs> it's not protected by NAFTA. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so, yeah, get oh, better. Boy. Cross the international dateline, something. All right, well, I'll figure something out. And I can review uh, Canadian Doctors next episode because I have an appointment this week. Okay, nice. Perfect. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> All right, good deal. Thank All you right. much. See ya. All right, see ya. <laughs>